Peter Kavinsky presses me back against <laughs> and rests his <laughs> on the <laughs> above my <laughs> I you want he says in a low voice you want it <laughs> I nod eagerly he slips it into my Diffing his head to whisper in my ear, I'll f- you later. That's a promise. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Hi, Bim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm feeling frisky and on top (laughs) of the world because this is, of course, the opening episode of season three of First Aid Kids. Season motherfucking three. Season motherfucking three. (laughs) Listen, I feel grown. Man, um, we have been through some things. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I can't believe we're here at season three. This is awesome. I can because we're amazing. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> but no, you're right. I feel energized. I feel very happy to be back. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. grateful people want to hear us chat shit even more. Yes, right? <laughs> and people have really been tweeting at us like, hey, when are you coming back? Right. Which, even though we've been dropping little goodies. Listen, you know, I want to say to them, I felt like a mother who has been cleaning the house all day. And I was excuse you, I just <laughs> cleaned the apartment. How dare you? Like, God bless everyone. We appreciate the enthusiasm. We appreciate you kind of like haranguing us to get back on <laughs> (laughs) the air because here we are it worked it worked Uh, so i spent the summer most of the summer anyway in london yes how was that how was it to be home it was great it was wonderful it was great it was superb um it was also very very tiring and so i feel like i've come back even more tired than Mm. when i left so that's not great however (laughs) am i charged up and seeing friends and family 100 percent. yeah that's good yeah how was your summer um, my summer was adventurous. Oh. Yes. Oh God! <laughs> you said that your eyes are glinting, and I feel I feel naked somehow. I don't know why. Oh my yes. God! No, um, don't sigh and touch yourself when you look at me and like do that. It's ridiculous. Look at you. Just anyway. Yes. Um, Nicole, you're so filthy. I had a good summer. Oh my God! And <laughs> TK, our producer, looked at me today. She said, look at you looking all summer of love. I was like, yeah. <laughs> TK, who can we say was also a hit with the listeners? Yes. Listen. Had people swoon and left and right listen. with that voice. Listen. Okay, TK. TK knows what she's doing. She's all fake coy. And I don't know what the pro- I don't know why people. Yes, you do, TK. All right. None of this coyness. Put your tongue away. We're back. And we're here to talk about one of the hottest things yes. for the end of summer. Yes. Like, what yes. a way to bring in fall. Listen, oh listen. My God. Like, we, a perfect transition from summer into cuffing season. Yes. Just perfect. Oh, cuffing season. Listen, mm. it's coming. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I know in myself mm-hmm. that I am a 30-something-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, something this summer made me feel as though I was 14 or 15 years old and emotions were my constant companion. Oh, my goodness. It just so fucking sweet. Oh, my God. I could not believe it because this is typically not something that I would normally right. look at. Right. I am not big into teen, young adult stuff. No. But this. But this. And this that- ruined my world. <laughs> <laughs> You should know that we are talking, of course, about the Netflix adaptation of Jenny Han's best-selling YA novel, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. My letters are my most secret possessions. I write them when I have a crush so intense, I don't know what else to do. There are five... (sighs) Oh my god. I want to write a diary with a fluffy pen. I want to I want to be I, I want to be 15 again, which is something I never ever say because 15 in hindsight was a rough year. Oh my gosh. And yet <laughs> and yet that's where this movie firmly placed me. Man. I just, it, I can't stop thinking about how achingly sweet it is. Like cavities. I just, just I have like toothache. It's so sweet. Everything is just ugh. It's sugar. just what we needed. It and we'll really get into was. this a little more as soon as we, you know, get fully into the episode. But it was just 
such a delight. It really was. It's been a very long time since I've watched a film and have been like, I need to rewatch this immediately. Uh-huh. And that's what I did with To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Same. So did I. I li- it literally ended and I was like, well, press play. Yes. And I watched it again. Yes. And I didn't feel any kind of way. You know the last film I did that for? Hmm. The Departed. Really? Yeah. Significantly <laughs> different film. Significantly <laughs> different. But I feel like the two things kind of aroused something very specific in me, which mm-hmm. is oh my God, I need to have that all over again immediately. And that happens very, very rarely. Yeah. Um, and so when it happens, you have to embrace it with your whole chest. Mm-hmm. Not much like I want to embrace Noah Centineo um, to my whole chest. Who is 22 years Amen. old. Amen. Hallelujah. I hate when people kind of go, eh, I've checked his age because I think it's creepy. It is creepy. However, so that I could in good conscience move forward, <laughs> I had to check <laughs> just to make sure. And um, yeah, shout out to all 22 years of Mr. C. <laughs> Because I'm here for it. I'm very here for it. God bless you, sir. Ooh, what's your uh. daddy look like? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> On that note, let's begin. To all the boys I've loved before, yes. starring Lana Kendor and Noah Centineo. Mm-hmm. Perfect film. <laughs> I second that motion. Uh, let's move on. No, it's. I think you're right. I yeah. think it's actually. I, I. I. I went in with my critic's eye on, not just a fan. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's see where the quibbles are. Mm-hmm. And I think the quibbles were so minor mm. that they don't even count as quibbles. Yeah. I think it's as close to perfection for a teen movie as you can get. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a lot down to obviously the actors. Yeah. But also. The source material. Well, I haven't read the series yet. I haven't read it either. But Um, my feeling is it cannot be this good without the books being that good. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I I know it's... I've literally... I bought them on Kindle. It's time to to read them, clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there is something that feels very rooted in real life. And I think that must have come from the author, who is Jenny Han. Mm -hmm. And I think there has to be that much... I mean, I, I look forward to confirming this. Yeah. But I just think... Can you believe that this character came about in the year of our law 2018 <laughs> and doesn't feel like some kind of focus group, kind of like amalgam right, of all the right. things that teens like. It's right. just like this person who is just like a human being and recognizable as one. Yeah, that's been part of my issue with the recent stream of rom-coms from Netflix, their original works, is that it feels very much like the made a computer watch rom-coms and then created an algorithm Mm -hmm. and then the computer spat out a script. Right. No shade to set it up. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just, you know, it hit all the marks, but it was all very hollow to Uh me. Yeah, no, I agree. And and it just didn't, it didn't give me the oomph that I was looking for for this resurgence of rom-coms. Right, right. right. But To All the Boys I've Loved Before totally did that. And I did have one one little quibble mm-hmm. um so i felt like and again because i'm not familiar with the source material i didn't really want to like talk too much about it but i felt like we were very quick to get rid of lucas as a potential love interest lucas is the young black gay um guy who gets a letter and comes to tell her hey you know i'm gay or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i felt like oh of course the black guy is the one who automatically gets like right. kicked out of the right. potential love rhombus or whatever that could have happened um and it's just like i don't know i think that's for me i'm just really aching for the rom-com the sweet rom-com with the black person yeah i think that's fair because my feeling was much the same and then again i thought to myself well also you know a black gay representation uh for you know black gay teen right you know and i was like eh, Mm -hmm. you know like it's 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 cake in one hand but also nothing in the other like yeah. I, I understood it but also I was like oh, oh. Yeah. that would have been interesting as well I think also I think they must have been wary about making too many you know people vie for yeah. you know Lara Jean's like affections and right. so I, I got that and I understood you know statistically of course one of her mm-hmm. five was going to be gay so right. you know <laughs> like you know so that makes sense but it is also good that we see this black gay boy right. who is seemingly happy and has good friends and nobody's making fun of him. Nobody's treating him like shit. And he's just 
a good friend. He's a good friend. He's doing Korean face masks and shit. Yes. Like that's that's yes. that's the friend everyone wants. Yes. So I feel like you know what? Shout out to you, Lucas. Like I thought exactly right. It's not a small thing, but also I thought still a valuable addition to mm-hmm. the representations of black gay teen mm-hmm. um, characters. So right. I was like, eh, this is sad on this right. one on this one count. But I'm also a heterosexual woman. So yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, I just want this. And then on the other hand, it's kind of like, no, I, I wanted to see a black gay boy, you know, yeah. 15 and comfortable and, un, you know, not tortured by his gayness, just is because yeah. that's what most of us are in the world. And I just thought, great, that's that's a, that was a good thing. But anyway, yeah. aside from... Right. Um, and also it takes place in Oregon. So you're not really... Listen, <laughs> <laughs> listen, as soon as I saw that, as soon as I saw the, the, the car license plates, yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be quite white. Yes. And it probably, you know, it was. And that's fair. Because mm-hmm. again, that's Oregon. Mm-hmm. I went there for the first time this year, and I was like, "Right, it really is as white as the movies say." Mm-hmm. So the story is about Lara Jean, who essentially is a young girl in mm-hmm. high school in mm-hmm. Oregon. Um, she's one of three sisters. Her mother has passed away. Her father is a doctor, and he's very loving and loves his kids. And she does this thing where, when she has overwhelming crush feelings for a person, right. she writes a love letter. <sighs> <I put, laughs> hey girl hey um, <laughs> and she kind of puts it in an envelope and she you know from time to time will bring down her box of treasures and you know lovingly caress her letters read them and put them back <laughs> now I'm not saying that Lara Jean was based on me because technically she wasn't however <laughs> she feels very much like she could have been based on me oh, because <laughs> I too wrote too many ill-advised letters which I did not send which thank the lord but in Lara Jean's case, the letters do get sent out right. and thus begins uh, the, the story. Yes, yes. So take it from there, Nicole. Who do, who do the letters get sent to? Okay, so we've got Lucas mm-hmm. that we just talked about. We've got John Ambrose yep. from Model UN. <laughs> Naturally. We've got, yeah, a young boy from camp. Um, and then we've got Josh. Yes, who is her next door neighbor. Who is her next door neighbor and also the ex-boyfriend of her older sister. The recent ex-boyfriend. Recent, like hey. yesterday. <laughs> and then we have Peter Kavinsky. All right, listen. Mm. Okay. I'm just going to readjust my bra one sec. Ugh, Peter, okay, Peter Kavinsky. First of all, you have <laughs> to say his full name. Yes, you do. And that's because you want to make sure that there is no doubt who you are talking about. Okay? <laughs> do you mean Peter Graham? Do you mean Peter Smith? Mm-mm. No, I mean Peter motherfucking Kavinsky. Kavinsky. That's who I mean. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Yes. Um, who at first is like, yeah, thanks. Like, the letters go out. He gets the letter. He's mm. like, um, that's really cool and all, but, you know, I just got out of this thing. Yeah. I can't deal with you right now. Sure. Which causes Laura Jean to faint. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's so... I, I feel like I would do the same thing. Same. I would probably puke or faint or something. I'd do a combination of both. Man. A triple axle, triple toe loop. <laughs> I, would, I would vomit. I'd probably wet myself. And I would faint. So... He confronts her, but she also sees Josh coming. Yes. And she's like, oh, no, how do I escape Josh? Because I can't deal with too many of this, right. too much of this right now. So she does a very classic rom-com thing. Yes. She kisses Peter Kavinsky. And, and <laughs> Peter Kavinsky is like, oh. <laughs> Poor confused Peter Kavinsky. He's like, maybe I need to rethink <laughs> this rejection. Right. Um. So then, of course, they, you know, whatever, they talk about stuff. Yeah. And... They decide to establish a fake relationship. Okay, so as a fanfic reader of many, many years, I, let me tell you that one of my favorite tropes mm-hmm. in any kind of fanfic is fake relationships. Same. It's so satisfying. Oh it just hits gosh. you in the warmest part of your soul. It's like, come on. Y'all know how this is going to end. <laughs> I love fake relationships, and my second one is the, the Cyrano. Oh, do you know what my third one is? Which one? Is uh, there's only one bed. Oh, yes! <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we're gonna. We're, no, we're, yeah. we're probably gonna do a whole fanfic episode, so don't worry. Yeah. This is coming. But 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 mm-hmm. yes, they enter into a fake relationship, mm-hmm. which they know is fake. Mm-hmm. There's a crucial element to this fake relationship building that they do. They create a contract. Yes, they do to establish some rules. Yes, because consent is important. It is so important. Uh, and the first thing on the list is no kissing. Yes, and that's instigated by who? Laura Jean. Listen, Lara Jean is a responsible person. She knows it's a fake relationship. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what? No kissing. And I respect that. Because yeah. also, in addition to all of those things, like Lara Jean, I'm a bit of a scaredy cat. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? If we don't introduce kissing, mm-hmm. then shenanigans will not ensue. Right. So I understood her position on that. Right. And she's also like, if I'm going to kiss somebody, I want it to be real. Right. You know, even though she first kissed Peter Kavinsky. That's true. 
And he brings that up. Yeah, and her answer is, I think, another perfect line of rom-com magic. She says, I don't want all my firsts to be fake. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My heart. How tender and sweet is that? Tender. Tender. Oh, my gosh. So they establish some rules. Uh No kissing. Mm -hmm. They have to watch certain movies with each other. 16 Candles Uh and Fight Club. Which just feels like the perfect distillation of fucking boys and men. I mean, I mean come on. <laughs> that was the one thing I thought to myself, oh, yeah, yeah. this is accurate. This yeah, is fucking very accurate. accurate. <laughs> you haven't seen Fight Club? Oh, oh my fuck's God. sake. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yes, and um, they have to go on this ski trip together. Yes. And Peter Kavinsky is like, you got to come to all these parties with me. You yeah. got to come, you know, you got to come to my games. Yeah. You have to be supportive. How does it look if you don't come to my games? Right. Which, you know, logical. Just smooth with it. Yeah. He was so <laughs> smooth with it, you know. Um, you love the contract scene, don't you? I do. Because. Why? Tell me why, Nicole. Peter Kavinsky uh-huh. <laughs> at one point is like, well, you know, I could write you letters. I literally hit pause and I was like, how old is this? person playing this character because <laughs> his voice went into some grown man territory oh, that really? I was not prepared for. Fight Club. 16 candles. No snitching. Anything else? I could um, I could write you notes every day. You do that? Sure. Come on. (laughs) One of the things that has frustrated me about Netflix's rom-coms lately Mm -hmm. is the lack of longing that the characters have for each other. Like when they realize they like each other and or the relationship has ended and they should be pining over each other. The pining is not strong enough for Mm me. That little bit right there, the longing Mm. in his voice. Yep. For her to say yes. Yep. Oh, my God. And then for Laura Jean to be like, you would do that? Like, you just hit a sweet spot and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. And that's how I also know that this is absolutely written by a girl who wanted to receive notes. Yes! Because it's kind of like, do you know how romantic it is for someone to put pen to paper and express something to you, even if it's like inconsequential daily shit. Yes. But the other thing that I thought was very important in that scene, he says, I could write you, he says, I could write you notes. Mm-hmm. And then he says, every day. And I'm just like, <sighs> bitch, nobody has that kind of time. <laughs> However, if you're going to make the time, right. I'm on board. That's, that's it, though, making the time that's for these it. small gestures. Small. That's all we want. That's all anyone wants. <laughs> just look at me like you see me. Yes. Give me the things that I say that I would like. You yes. Know? I just, that yeah, that scene also just, and the way he does it, he, he kind of, he's looking up from under his lashes. Yes. In a very vulnerable, because, you know, he's pretending he hasn't thought about this, but this yes. bitch has been thinking about this for however long. Yes. And he's like, uh, I could uh, write you uh, love notes. It's like, bitch, you've been planning this for weeks. I, oh, it just, my gosh. It's so tender. That's, yes. that's That's my word of the week. Yes. For this movie and this boy and yes. this everything. It's very tender. And he tries to cover it up by saying his ex was like, you know, his ex wanted him to write letters. Yeah. And so, but he never did. So he's like, well, maybe if she finds out that I've been doing it with you, yeah. it'll whatever. I think that speaks to kind of a larger issue mm. that um, sometimes people want you to do these things, not because it's intimate, but because they just expect them. Right. It's just a marker of something. It's right. another example of their possession over you. It's that thing about, you know, I expect a $200 date and it's yes. kind of like, well, what is that even fucking, what is that? You know, like these, I, I mean, again, some of that is kind of ridiculata, mm-hmm. but I think we have an idea of what we consider to be quote unquote romantic mm-hmm. and we want that regardless of whether or not we actually want it. Yes. Basically, it's a performative kind of, um, you know, activity yes. as opposed to being something heartfelt and I think what his voice transmits in this scene it's kind of like this is heartfelt and yes. then like you say he tries to cover it up and kind of go no because it would yes. drive Jen crazy if she knew I was sending you notes yes. and I just love the vulnerability and how quickly toxic masculinity just cloaks it oh. <laughs> and I think that he was just waiting like that letter from Laura Jean probably was just like wow this is beautiful yeah. you know I mean yeah. he was probably kind of uncomfortable with it of course he said but, he was like he was like yeah. oh because this is very like intense yeah. isn't it and she was like yeah <laughs> but it's also just kind of like he saw the power of what letter writing could do right and he's giving that back to her right 
Which brings us to a very important point that we have been saying on Thursday Kids mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. which is that women have given you a roadmap and yet people are getting lost on the highway. They keep dismissing it, crumpling up the little roadmap because, oh, a woman wrote it. Right. Or a woman likes it. And what do you even know? What do women even know? What do women want? Uh, we told you. What do women want? We've said it. Mm-hmm. We've sung it in songs. Mm-hmm. We've written poems. Mm-hmm. Some of us write drabbles and put it on our podcast <laughs> called Thursday Kit. And still, there is some confusion as to what ladies of all persuasions want. It's not that hard because they're telling it to you. If only yes. you would... Open your ears. Just have a little listen. All you got to do is read. Pay attention. Read. Back to lovely, beautiful yes. Peter Kavinsky. Yes. Who sees, he, he reads the roadmap. He sees yes. the directions. And yes. he's like, all right, I'm going to follow this to the letter. Oh, my gosh. Hannah Georgis of The Atlantic mm. wrote a beautiful article about the enduring appeal of the fake relationship rom-com, yes. which is about to all the boys I've loved before. Yeah. And she says something in there that I w- just stood out to me and just hit me in my chest. And she was like, Peter Kavinsky um, respected the boundaries mm. that Laura Jean laid out mm-hmm. and still love found a way. Do you know what? Isn't that the metaphor that we all want to represent our lives? Love me despite my shit. Love oh me. My love me. Even when I introduce things that you may not like or that you that you might find a little bit baffling but this is important to me like here yes. is a boundary that I cannot cross ever or just yet whichever one yes but i'm telling you this is this is my line and then you see that line and you nod at it and you go cool that's cool by me mm-hmm. and then like hannah says love finds a way regardless bury me here that's oh. like that's my station and i think the peter kavinsky lara jean um union coming together mm-hmm. is so important because both of them change, but not so drastically that they become unrecognizable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone is kind of like, it's not so much change as growth. Right. You know, everyone yeah. expands a little bit as opposed to kind of like changing course dramatically. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a real sense of, because, you know, an understanding, you know, when Lara Jean lays it out, when he, you know, Peter Gavinsky asks her, why is it, you know, why, why are you so scared? And she goes, well, because if you let people in, then it hurts when they go away. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very kind of oblique reference to her mother passing away right. and how that's a difficult thing that she's been dealing with. And I think that is a very valid fear that lots of people have, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're 16 or 36. Mm-hmm. Just the feeling of like, you know, what will you take when you go? Mm-hmm. And can I survive it? You know? And I think Lara Jean kind of figuring that out at 16 is <laughs> deep. But I think the key thing is that Peter sees it and is like, cool, well, you have a line. And the, the thing that I can do yeah. is respect that line. Yeah. And it's beautiful to see. Laura Jane is one of the most clear communicators. Oh, my God. I have ever encountered in a rom-com. Yes. I found her delightful. Mm. Peter would ask her, so how many other people got a letter? She could have hemmed and hawed. She could have just been like, this is too uncomfortable for me to talk about. Uh But she was like, no, it's five letters. You know, um, when he talks about, when they're talking about their parents who are not here anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, for Laura Jean and her mother who's passed away, for Peter, it's his father who left the family. Mm -hmm. She's just very open and honest Mm -hmm. about all these, you know, issues that come from that. Mm -hmm. And then also, she didn't want to talk to her sister, her older sister who went to college because she didn't want to lie to her sister. Right, right, You know, but beyond that, like, she's such a clear communicator. The, The hot tub scene. Oh, my God. On okay. the ski trip. All right. Okay. Okay. <sighs> so I saw people tweeting about the hot tub scene. And I was kind of like, cool, whatever. I'll get to it. And then I watched it. And I paused. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I paused the film. And I was like, I have to tweet about this. Uh, <clears throat> and so I tweeted. Because that scene moved me. Yes. So profoundly. There is so much going on in that scene. And I'm going to play a clip from that scene. Because, first of all... The lighting of that scene is... The film is beautiful. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful. looking film. And I just thinking, rich. Rich. I'm sorry, I'm just repeating things. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's rich. But that's how I feel inside my heart. Okay. This is my all caps feeling voice. I'm just kind of yelling. It's absolutely gorgeous. So it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. It's the night of, uh, you know... They're on the ski trip and on the on the way to the to the ski lodge. Yeah. First of all, I was like these fucking middle class rich fuckers. Um, I mean, 
<laughs> not a chaperone in sight. No, the chaperone are also students, played by Makes one of them. Used no to be sense. a huge Vine star, King Batch, Andrew Bachelor. Oh right. Yeah, and I love it because someone on my Twitter was kind of like, "He's a grown man." And I was like, "Shh, it's a teen movie." Okay, we have forty-year-olds walking around. Have you never seen Grease? Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so on the way to the, the ski lodge, mm-hmm. Peter asks Lara Jean, sorry, Peter Gavinsky yes. asks Lara Jean to sit next to him and she declines and sits next to her friend and he looks so hurt. Devastated. Devastated. Um, and then obviously Jen the bitch, shout out to the rom-com bitch, which I wrote about a few years ago. Yes, you should read you that sure piece. Um, <laughs> anyway, and so he's feeling a little bit kind of let down. When they get to the actual mountain, she doesn't mm-hmm. go skiing with him because mm-hmm. she's scared of skiing. She came here to read her books, yeah. you know, in a comfy, same (laughs) same (laughs) she unloads a book of romance novels i was like lara jean my girl yes um and so they've been apart all day and then he's in the hot tub by himself and then she comes down she's wearing her nighty and like a little hoodie on top of a coat yeah and he's already soaking in there first of all (laughs) i mean they just like you gotta be as pretty as possible right now he's posted up arms behind him so his chest his little bird chest is sticking out (laughs) i want to say female gaze and i want to say it with my whole chest god bless the female gaze because it gives you gifts. The bubbles are just <laughs> bubbling around him. The blue light blue from under blue bitch. motherfucking light. <laughs> wow, I'm hysterical. Okay, this boy is 22 years old. 22 years old. Fucking Noah Centineo. Anyway, anyway. Yes. So Lara Jean comes down and she's kind of like you know apologetic because he's in the pool. Like Nicole says, posted the fuck up. Mm. And he's kind of saying to her, she he's like, listen, you're so fucking obtuse. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to sit next to me. You didn't sit next to me. I went across town to the Korean grocery yes. store to get the yogurt that you yes. like. And he's like, do you know what that means? And she's like, uh, you really like yogurt? And I'm like, Lara Jean, same. And then he splashes the water he at her. Splashes. Like, come on, you know better than that. Listen. Bitch, splash me. Yes. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh, my God. I love a bashful, vulnerable Listen. man. If I, oh. Uh, Okay, hold on, hold on, hold the fucking on. All right, okay, I'm going to play the clip. I just want us to let this wash over you, okay, guys? You know, for someone who has such good grades, it can be so dense sometimes. What? Yeah, I wanted to sit next to you, Large. I even packed the snacks. I asked Kitty where to find those, uh, those yogurt drinks you like so much. The Korean grocery store is all the way across town. Yeah, I know. So if I went all the way across town to get you something that you like, then that means... <laughs> that splash that he does. You are awesome. And then she gets in the tub, obviously. Yes, so I also want to point out mm. that Laura Jean is a teenage girl. Yes. This gets a little sticky. Okay. But she's in her nightgown. Yes. But... Her parts are covered. Yeah, I mean, if you look, you can see she's wearing a bra underneath her yeah. nightgown. Like, it's not kind of... She is not even semi-nude. Like, she's right. fully clothed in the right. water. He's, like, wearing, I think, trunks. Right. And he's, like, topless. Yes. And she's wearing a full-on nightgown. And yes. I think he even mentions, you're getting in the pool in your nightgown. Yes. So it's made very clear that yes. this is not even titillating in that way. It's not about the flesh on show. Yes. Right. And it's such a striking contrast between something like Riverdale, mm. right? That's supposed to be about these teens that are having mm. these fucking nine and a half weeks interludes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine because I know that when I was a teenager, I was doing some very adult things. Were and that's, you? It, yeah. I was not. I was, I was Lara Jean. I wasn't, I wasn't even a nightgown. I was in like a ski suit. Oh, man. I was skipping school left and right to get... <laughs> Oh, God. Attention. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, but I just really like this idea that you can be, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say modest. I don't, yeah. but you can be your age and still respond to the changes that are happening mm-hmm. as you mature into mm-hmm. an adult. And I, I do guess. think also it, it doesn't, it does this thing where it doesn't discount the fact that Lara Jean is clearly preoccupied with romance mm-hmm. and love mm-hmm. and sex to a degree. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't make her into something that she is not. I think yes. there are so many. The spectrum of being a teenage girl goes from the entirely, you know, the Riverdale. Yeah. And it goes to the complete opposite end of it where, you know, your entire life is lived in books that yeah. you've read. Yeah. And I was very much towards that end where mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I, didn't, I don't think I even 
touched a boy until like my mid-teens like mm. it was and I was boy crazy yeah but I never had access I, I went to an all-girls oh, yeah. school mm-hmm. and I think about how that somehow even made it even more I, I think about so many of us who went to all-girls schools and how we were act, absolutely boy crazy mm-hmm. without ever having been in proximity like close proximity with that many boys imaginations running listen wild. and nothing but like romance novels to yeah. really kind of fucking fan those flames so Lara Jean felt very true to my experience which mm-hmm. is kind of like I know what I say I want these things and I, you know, my feelings are real. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I'm i not going to change the fact that I'm this kind of, you know, dormouse. Right. Um, and that's fine because everything yes. is valid. Everything yes. is valid. And that's what I was yes. so thrilled to see that she doesn't become like this little sex kitten. Right. Just because she likes a boy. She's like, no, yes. I like him. But also, I am who I am. Yes. And that doesn't change just because of this hottie in a hot tub. Yes. And I think that that is something. And I... I talked about this before in an essay about uh, chewing gum and Jane the Virgin where it's okay to also show that there are some people out there who are not interested in sex in that same kind of way that you know sexual empowerment doesn't necessarily lead to multiple lovers or whatever or even one yeah you can still just like know who you are know what you want and how you want to express yourself physically, but still remain true to yourself and right. still, you know, have boundaries. Right. And you still see that Laura Jane is this sweet girl who still gets the boy. Yep. 100%. She doesn't try to change herself. She doesn't nope. try to change her friends. She doesn't shame her friends. There is no Sandy from Greece. Yes. Oh, my. She's not in this pair of skin tight, beautiful, but still. Right. <laughs> Satin trousers and a heel, putting out a cigarette, stopping yes. out. No, no. She basically is. That's what I mean about the growth that occurs. It doesn't feel like a massive veer mm-hmm. from one direction. It's very much a case of kind of like, oh, I'm expanding to become all these other things in yes. addition to who I am. Yes. And I think that's I think that's actually the kernel of truth that makes to all the boys a perfect thing which is that Lara Jean remains Lara Jean she doesn't take on a different persona to get whoever she basically remains who she is but a more expanded version she reconciles with her sister she Mm -hmm. you know considers the fact that yes I am a scaredy cat but also you know she she talks about you know her feelings for Josh and like yeah. you know those were in the past they were valid they were real and then they passed because yeah. things change right. she yes. is so she is not hard on herself unnecessarily I loved that element of just kind of like it felt real in mm-hmm. as much as an unreal movie can feel mm-hmm. real and I think part of that again is just again the, the writing felt so real and true it felt true to teenage life my life but also some of the young teenagers I do know now I don't know that many but you know the feeling of just kind of like this is real and it's not forced and it feels natural one of the other things I liked is that Jen, who is the villain mm. of, of the movie, remains the villain. Yeah. So a lot of times in teen rom-coms, mm. the villain is redeemed some kind of way. We're made to feel sorry for... I felt a little bit sorry for her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I did not. I saw where they tried to, yes. to do that. I, I mean, they made her human, which I yes. think I was happy for. I don't want like a full-on kind of like like the evil witch in She's All That. I'm just like, mm. why are you such a... I mean, sometimes <laughs> you don't have an answer. Yeah. So sometimes people are just witches. Yeah. But I also just thought, well, I like that. She's kind of like, well, actually, Lara Jean... And you know, the line Lara, herself, Lara Jean herself says where she says... You know, I always thought I was invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I'm in other people's stories too. Because I think yes. when you're writing stories in your head all the time, you cast yourself, even though it's your story, you sometimes put yourself in the background and kind of like, I don't know, this stuff does happen to me. Yeah. And instead, Jen's little line about, well, actually, this is what happened. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I guess I did do that. And yeah. But she never cast herself as the villain because none of us ever do in our own stories. Right. And I thought that was like a very small, but again, a very human thing. And that's another thing about Lara Jean is not perfect. Mm-hmm. She's very close to it, but yeah. she's not perfect. Perfect. Right. I really enjoyed that. Let's talk about Noah Centineo's uh, voice and his face and his mannerisms. Who does he baby, remind you of? He is a baby Ruffalo. Yes, baby Mark Ruffalo. Yes, he is. I mean, thick neck, thick brows. Oh my God, I'm so glad you said neck. Yes. <laughs> I don't know his business. <laughs> um... That voice, that voice of his, it's so kind of like, it's that rich, dense. Yeah. Just that, it's a very, I mean, I'm using the word, I know, but he has a very thick voice. Like, it feels like it's loaded with emotion. Yes. It's a heavy voice. I'm going to play this clip. It's kind of like in the middle of when she's realizing maybe she's going to give Peter Kavinsky a chance. Mm -hmm. And so she's thinking about Josh, she's thinking about Peter. So she's in her room and they appear on either side of her, right? Like a typical Mm. devil angel kind of thing. Yeah, I know the clip. This cannot happen. We'd be so great together. 
Oh my God, shut it. It's a cool trick, right? You want to see me do it again? Hey. What? (laughs) (laughs) And in that moment, it's someone pointed this out on Twitter. I think it was Samantha Powell. Um, who is one of our great listeners. Her She's live so tweets insightful. are great. Yeah. But she pointed out that in this scene, Josh is wearing a leather jacket and a white tee and Peter Kavinsky is like in this Mr. Rogers outfit with a cardigan yeah. and a tie. And which are both opposite of what they normally are right. dressed like. So right. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But his voice, mm. Peter, when he's mm-hmm. like, you want to see me do it again? Listen. Hold up now. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up now. Look here. Look here. Now, 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 look here. Boy, you better get around from here. Now, go on. Get. Get. Listen. That bit, I remember, again, like you, I sat up and I was like, what the fuck? What? Yes. And I literally, I, you know, I, I joke about it, but I sat bolt, bolt upright and I was yeah. like, wait, wait a, wait a minute. <laughs> Who is this? Where is the meaning of all this? And that, I just thought, oh, okay, they've hooked me in. I know there's been like a few people kind of saying, to varying degrees of validity, um, the movie and how it's very, very white. Mm. Uh, You know, this Asian actress um, is playing somebody called Lara Jean Song Covey, Mm -hmm. or Covey. And I do think that, yes, it is a very white film and mm-hmm. it's a very white town because it's Oregon and it's upper middle class and blah, blah, right. blah. For me, I found it incredibly and, you know, I'm not myself Asian, but I thought I thought it was very interesting that all three of the Covey daughters looked very different. Yes. And that the protagonist, a.k.a. Lara Jean, mm-hmm. looks like Lara Jean does. Yes. I thought it was fantastic to have this girl who is an Asian girl Mm -hmm. who looks like an Asian girl and yes, has a white father and Mm -hmm. yet she looks like an Asian girl. And I thought that was something very, very important. And I'm glad that the casting did this. And Jenny Han, who wrote the book, was talking about going with the production company that was committed to making sure that the lead stayed Asian because people mm-hmm. were saying yes. stuff like, can we, you know, it's a universal story. Let's, and she was like, cool. And they were like, as long as we keep to the spirit of it. And she was like, cool, the spirit of Lara Jean is Asian. So right. she's yeah. going to be Asian. Yeah. I think it was very well done. Mm-hmm. And again, subtly done so that you just believe it, it's just in front of you. You are not asked to rationalize it. You are not asked to understand it. It mm-hmm. just is. And mm-hmm. therefore you have to accept that. Mm-hmm. And I was glad of that. And I thought that was a very important thing as well. For example, Jen, her rival, mm-hmm. is jealous of her. Yes. And I thought, great, be jealous yes. of this Asian girl. Yes. You should be. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like about fucking time. Yes. And I thought that was great. Like to, to consider her to be an equal love interest, not someone less than, not someone that she would. And I thought also how far we've come along because one of Jen's friends at the party is a black girl. Yeah. And I was like, cool, we get mean black girls. Yay. <laughs> like, not just token best friend, cheerleader shit. You know, I was really happy to see that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really I, pleased. I really liked the acknowledgement of the Covey girls' um, Koreanness and yes. their Korean heritage. Not just with the yogurt or mm. anything, but, you know, making fun of their dad for trying to make these Korean dishes. Yep. Um, also just acknowledging who their mother was. And right. we see her in the background in almost every shot in the house. Right. Pictures right. of her. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was very well done. Yeah. And without, you know, you know, it's just kind of like, hey. It's a fact of life. Yeah. Yeah. This is real. Yeah. And this is what happens in mixed race families. Right. And it's like when Kitty introduced herself to Peter Kavinsky in the car mm-hmm. when he's driving them to school. And she says, my name is, because he calls her Mini LJ. Yeah. And she's kind of like, uh, my name is Catherine Songkovi. Yes. And I was like, bitch, you better say song. Yes. You better put Full that name. in. Full name. And I thought, great. This is all very, it's, it's, it's matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time, people of color are just walking about getting on with their day. One thing I also want to say very quickly is how many times Peter Kavinsky mm-hmm. does this beautiful verbal tick of his. Yes. He says, whoa, 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 yes. whoa, 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 yes. a lot. And so much so that somebody has done a supercut. Yes. It's awesome. And it also makes me think about how so many of our teenage white boy heartthrobs 
make Woe their signature. Yes. We've got Keanu. Yes, we have. We've got Joey from Blossom. Whoa. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> and then we've got Peter Kavinsky. Yep. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. Whoa, 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 an adorable little thing. And he then is. they go to the party and he says, um, in the lobby of the party, they're taking selfies to make it look real yeah. and stuff, right? And that's you know, again a, perf- yeah. a perfect way to incorporate modern technology yes. without being overbearing. Yes. Just carry on, sorry. Um, so they're taking selfies to make each other's lock screen and stuff. Yeah. And she was like, Well, what about my picture? And he was like, Come on, girl, you know I got this. Yes. He does a lot of things just right. Yes. I just want to say. Like a confident, vulnerable, yes. sweet, just just everything. And it's, then, almost, it's almost as if a woman wrote this, Nicole. Mm, it's almost as if a woman mm. wrote a perfect dude. And then, you know, something happens. And we've spoiled the hell out of this movie, right? But something, okay. something happens um, as a result of that hot tub scene. Yes. And it causes a little bit of drama. Uh-huh. And... Chris, Laura Jean's best friend, kind of like nudges him a little to take care of it, but he does it immediately. There is no, let me think about it. There's no, nope. what about my reputation? There's nope. nothing. He's just like, hey, y'all, stop this shit. Yep. And it's done. It's done. Oh my God. Just use your fucking, use your voice. What? And Peter Kavinsky uses his voice. Come on. His beautiful baby Ruffalo voice. Whew. I gotta right. find me a little Italian boo. Listen, I'm gonna go get a milkshake and just think on my life. Because uh, Peter Kavinsky does that, you know. Yeah. I just, yeah. Woo. Yeah, so I think we have done all we can do with I this mean, right now. We've spoiled the hell out of it, but you know. Okay. Everyone's growing up on the internet now. It's fine. Please go watch it if you yes. haven't already. It's a really good, sweet, delightful film. It's the film I didn't even expect to, to get yes and I didn't think I was going to be this enamored of it and Same. here I am just in absolute just yeah I'm cr- I mean crippled delight I'm just yes. so I was waiting for you to get back so we could talk about it listen because I was rushing back to America so we could talk about chatting it. using whatsapp it's just you Stop can't convey you can't you can't Ugh. and this, this 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 movie really is that thing and I'm so glad it came out so perfectly for us to talk about because I know people were kind of going hey when are you going to talk mm-hmm, about this and mm-hmm. it was like don't don't worry slow your roll yes and here we are talking about this absolute peach of a movie yes that all of you should be watching so we can talk about it some more. And I feel like this is going to, this has been like the easiest slide into like teen canon. Yeah. Like there's no quibbles. This is a very, very good addition to uh, a slightly lacking kind of scene for mm-hmm. a while now. So mm-hmm. I'm so delighted for Jenny, um, the author of the book, delighted for the young actors involved. I hope they go on to have long careers. Same. Cast people in these. I mean, listen, Lana Kandor. Mm-hmm. She's been in in a Marvel movie already and now this and I hope she goes from strength to strength. I want to see more representation of other people that are not yes, white yes, on screen and yes. this is a worthy addition and I'm just so glad it exists. What a movie. It's just beautiful. <sighs> Watch it again. <laughs> All right. So, Nicole, we have had a very rousing discussion <laughs> on the indeed, charms indeed. of Peter Kavinsky. All, always yes. first name and last name. Yes, always. Because that's the kind of childish reaction that comes up whenever <laughs> I think about him. So, on to Fanfic Wars, the first of a third season. Yes. I think that we're going to get off to this one with a big bang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about your face, but something tells me I'm about to see some things. I'm about to hear some no, things. No, no, no. It's just... No, it's very cute. Don't get me wrong. I know it's going to be very, very gentle and YA. I know this. And yet, I'm still... I'm deep in my feelings preemptively. No, Drake. I'm just, you know... Just... <laughs> Nicole, do you love me? Are you riding? So you'll never ever leave from beside me. <laughs> so here's the thing. Okay. So I decided to write a letter. Uh-huh. You know... Since letters are very important yes. to the story of In the universe of Tatville, yes. yes. Um, but I was not. 
I feel, I mean, obviously I was a teenager at mm-hmm. some point, but I didn't really do the whole YA thing. No, even you as were a never teenager. sweet, Nicole. Yeah. Even, you were always a little, uh, you had a little bit of a kick. Yeah, yeah. And so. <laughs> Look at you leading it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a sweet person. Like, you know, I'm very, like sugar. Like, yeah, I'm a very sweet girlfriend and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was. Anyway, my point <laughs> is sure. that my letter is maybe not as sweet. Oh, Lara Jean? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I'm Lara not... Jean's about to get some pointers. <laughs> All right. And I'm not coming from. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening. Damn. No, what? I'm what? You're saying words, and I'm listening. My perspective mm-hmm. in the letter uh-huh. is not that of a teenager. It's very oh. much me as a woman <laughs> writing right. a writing a letter to someone. Oh okay. 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 That's good to clear up before we go any further. Yes. Great. Right. Okay. So okay. no YA here. Uh, <laughs> no abandon all uh, YA or you who enter here. Yeah, no YA here. This okay. is strictly you know, just Nicole. Woman to man, <laughs> adult stuff. Fucking hell, mate. All right. Okay. <laughs> Are we ready? Uh, listen, I don't know if I'm ever ready, but you should begin. Okay. Dear blank I realized the other day I've been trying to recreate you. Swiping right on men with the barest physical similarities, showing them favorite movies so they'll laugh like you. It's not a new realization. It's just another excuse to think of you. There is a man who grunts over his food, over me, the way you used to. He doesn't lick his plate or anything else quite like you, but sometimes he makes me forget you. I hope you're well. Forever, Nicole. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is blank? <sighs> wow. I feel like that song, Who is he and what is he to you? <laughs> Rah. Okay. <sighs> yes. So. Huh. Um, okay. Well, that was short and definitely not sweet. <laughs> Sometimes the letters, you know, you just need to express yourself. You know what? That's true. And sometimes there's a little sting. Yeah. I mean, you're taking a leaf out of uh, Lara Jean's book there. And yeah. you uh, you really ran with it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nicole Perkins, also a poet. <laughs> you can find more heartbreaking tales in her poetry book, Lilith the Dark. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, that was organic as fuck as well because I, you know, that came from my heart. I appreciate that. Um, yes, he, I just wanted to do something a little different, maybe. Yeah, it okay. was different. It, it was certainly different. Yeah. Um, mine is almost on a 180-degree turn. <laughs> it's so fucking sweet. I got a toothache while I was writing it. That's I'm dealing with a cavity fine. right now. Yes, um, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the sweetness. And I very much made this very YA. Okay. Um, in as much as I remember reading when I was, and feeling when I was that age, because I had, I was a... I was a, what's the word, prodigious crush haver. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I imagined so many scenarios. And this movie, having given me all the feels, is, is really proven to be quite the inspirational bed on which to roll around in. I really ran with it. I, I did too much. That's um, okay. So you needed that sweetness in your life. <laughs> Do you know what? Much like you needed the letter, I needed just to kind of write down a bunch of 15-year-old shit sweetness. Yeah. So listen, <clears throat> I'm ready. Are you? Mm-hmm. I think so. For our third date, Peter read to me. It was on a Thursday, and all week, his notes, stuck through the space in my locker door or tucked into my folder during geography, had been hinting. First had come a remixed version of Darcy's letter to Lizzie. You may possibly wonder why the details of this date were not told to you last night, he wrote, but I was not then master enough of myself to know what could or ought to be revealed, he wrote on Monday. On Tuesday, he went to The Tempest, My library was dukedom large enough. But then he added, we're not going to the library, though. On Wednesday, his note was to the point. People say that life is the thing, but I prefer reading. I tried to fight the smile that threatened to overwhelm my face as each of those pieces of paper unfolded. But my teeth had other ideas and gleamed regardless of my brain's demands. Mm. On Thursday, we sat under the tree in his back garden. Peter had brought along some treats, tea for me, Kombucha for himself, a perfect mix of salty and sweet popcorn, and of course, a selection of books, depending on what you feel like, as he put it. I watched him as he read, eyes lingering on his throat as his Adam's apple bobbed rhythmically. 
before moving onto the dip in his neck and then floating back up to land on his mouth <laughs> to watch him form the words and push them into the air between us. He had been quiet a while before I noticed, and when I looked up, his gaze was already on me. Are you bored, he asked. Not even a little bit, I said. He smiled, slow and indulgent, and I felt my chest get warm. I leaned up to kiss his chin, and he looked almost bashful, his ears burning. Keep reading, I urged. And he did. <laughs> Bim! Hey! <laughs> I told you it was sugary sweet. Oh, my goodness. Uh Yes. Yeah. But in a good way. Thank you. A very good way. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I was aiming for. All right, Thirst Buckets, you know the deal. We're going to give you a day to sit on these drabbles. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the bittersweet letter yeah. to, you know, an anonymous recipient. <laughs> Dear blank. <laughs> Dear blank. <laughs> and then we have Bim's sugary sweet delightful. <laughs> it sounds so insulting when no, you say it's no, sugary sweet. That's no. Bim. <laughs> no, we needed that. Thank um, you. Um, yes, we needed that. So we're going to put the poll up Yep, on Friday. You're going to vote. Which one hit you in your sweet spot? Are you? Uh, uh, <laughs> do you need a little tart in your life? Oh, God. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> or do you need the sweetness? Either yeah. way. Yeah. You know, we're all winners. Yes, we are. Because that's the point of the travels. Mm-hmm. We're all just exploring and, you know, having a look to see what our psyche is saying this week. Yeah. It's like the cheapest, shittest non-therapy therapy that you can get. And it's only available here on First Aid Kit. <laughs> so get voting. And you can find us on our Twitter at First Aid Kit. And just vote on what your heart tells you to. We'll be back next week with another Drabble. And we do appreciate you sending your own Drabbles in. So if you feel the need to tell us something about Peter Kavinsky or anyone else you're crushing on, please do so at thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. And that was the first episode of season three. Hello. Uh, <laughs> first Aid Kit is still produced by us, Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewunmi, Julia Fralan and TK Dutes. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thirst Aid Kit. And we're at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N Whiskey with an E, Woman, and Bimadu, B-I-M-A-D-E-W. Plus, we're on Tumblr at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. You can come thirst with us wherever your heart's desire. <laughs> you can also get in touch regarding Thirst Sommelier. Just call and leave a very brief message on 765-884-4778. That's 7658-THIRST. And non-US listeners can send us a short voice note via email. And don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review and rate the show. It helps other people discover Thirst Aid Kit, and we always love five stars. If you're someone who enjoys live tweeting your listen, please use the hashtag TACPOD, that's T-A-K-P-O-D, and you can send us emails of love, affection, gratitude, and thirst at thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. Welcome back, Bim. Welcome back, Nicole. And welcome back, Thirst Buckets, to the season three. And you know, you know the deal. Stay thirsty. Yeah. Hey, y'all. I'm sure you probably heard, but we kind of mispronounced Noah Centineo's name, his last name, while we were recording this. We were so excited to talk about To All the Boys I've Loved Before and Lana Kandor and Noah Centineo that we just we just fudged his name a little bit. But we again, we apologize and hopefully that didn't distract you too much. And you got all the stuff that you needed from this episode. We love you and thanks for coming back for season three.